Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're just going to have a couple of handsome fellas waxing intellectual about what's going on on the weekend. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by my good pal, Stu Bain, Steve Cabot. Steve, how we doing, buddy? He's a little depressed. He's missing party in your pants, Pete. Everybody's missing pants party, Pete. But hey, when your pants party, Pete, sometimes you got a party and sometimes it's in your pants. And that's what he has to do today. You know, God bless him. And I respect it. Of course, we all do. So this is the Working Perspectives <laughs> Podcast Weekend Pop-In. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can find us on Spotify at The Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And join us for some fun on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you want to be a guest on the show, feel free to email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Other than that, let's get this thing started. Let's go. All right. Stu Baines. Let's chat, baby. So, What's up, bro? So last, uh, last week, we or this Tuesday, we aired the Rick Outland interview. So here's the thing, though. I went long again. Right. Like we went Uh-oh. back to long. We did. We did the thick boy size podcast. It's a thick boy summer. So this gimmick was you saw it was like just under three hours. <laughs> it was. But, dude, I'll tell you what, like when listening to it and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I really feel like the content, was it supported the time, you know, like it wasn't like it was lagging. Right. Like you weren't like, oh, my God, this is dragging. Like it was content filled for three hours. I mean, Hearing the DuckTales theme song again, yeah, that got brings you back. Yeah, brings you back. Plus, too, he had like his story is really good. He's a fellow wrestler too, which is nice. And then you know, like it was good. Also, Pete was on fucking fire that episode. He was just red hot with the dingers. Red hot. Pete was ready, ready to go. And then so uh okay so then that was last week, and you can still find it. It's still available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Sex Podcast. And then this week coming up, we have another buddy of mine from the gym. His name's Don Lyons. And you can find him at Money Talks with Don Lyons online. He's a stockbroker, investment baker. Like he knows this, the trades on wall, like all this stuff. We get into like Bitcoin and things like that on his episode. His was like so fascinating, the stuff he talked about. Because he's like, okay, so you see like, okay, like the millionaires out there, right? Say if you're a millionaire and you just want to go buy, uh, you know, a Bentley, it's like a $400,000 car, right? Or more. I don't know how much Bentleys are, but you would which know. model, right? Depending so, which model they get up there. Yeah. So you want to go buy that for that to happen, or you want to buy that and you want to buy a couple like, you know, canary yellow diamonds that are millions of dollars in one day, right? To do that, you have to have someone verify your banking information, right? So he, that's what he would do. Like he works like he's a personal banker for like millionaires. Right. And he still does that. And he works for a firm and he's been doing it for years. He grew up in North Philly. Right. Went through that whole gimmick. He used to work at like you'll hear like all the jobs he had and stuff like that. But his his story of his climb is phenomenal. And he's a guy that found boxing late in life. Right. But he brings his kids to the gym. He comes like it's really transformed him as a human. And it's great to see. And his story Really, really awesome stuff. Can't wait for everybody to hear it, you know? Yep. So, all right. So let's keep it moving. So, Stoops, I'm looking at you now. 
and our people uh now now that we're doing the uh the videos of of the weekend popping available on youtube uh you got a little you got a little mouse there above that left eye there babe what do you got what happened talk to me well it's one of my ex-wrestlers uh guy i liked a lot had a good kid he uh he decided now that, that he was going to, he was been doing Muay Thai for a while. So he's been in tournaments. He's been to Thailand, which is stories from Thailand are hilarious. He was killing me last night. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, so he's now dipping his toes in the mixed martial arts world. So he goes down to real professional fighters to get training in jujitsu and Muay Thai. Yeah. And yeah. somehow he comes to me for the wrestling aspect, which is odd, but whatever. It's fine. So he decided last night he, need, he has two fights coming up, one in CFFC. Oh, and, uh, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, CFFC. Yep. So he's moving up in the world. He's now, you know, going to get his first pro fight and stuff. Nice. He's got some, he's got a bunch of pro Muay Thai fights, but not MMA fights. Yeah. He's got a couple amateur MMA fights, but uh, now he wants to do that. He's got one coming up. Asked me if I would help train him. He's one of, you know, once you wrestled for me, you're one of my guys. So, right. of course, I was like, yeah, no problem. Took him up to my buddy's gym. Second I got there, I looked around and I said, what the fuck am I doing? I'm too old for this nonsense. <laughs> and then I remember him as a, you know, I haven't seen him in years. I remember him as like, you know, a 17 year old kid that I could absolutely manhandle in a wrestling room. And then he comes in, he's all shred city. And now he's got all the striking tools and uh. he's like, Hey, do you just want to wrestle? And I'm like, that's cute, but that's not going to help you. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to have to put the gloves on and oh, I'm going, we're going to act like act like we're sparring and I'm going to keep trying to take you down and you just get used to it because your oh. game is to keep them on your feet. True. So my back hurts. My head hurts. My body hurts. Your I front definitely old. looks a little beat up. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a long night. Dude, bro. I'll tell you what, those kicks, that's that, that changes the game, brother. They're, like, <sighs> To be fair, I, I still stand by this. Wrestling transcends everything. Wrestling is the number one discipline to have, and I will always Agreed. say that. And I, I believe all top, I believe most people that have experienced and done MMA would agree with me, and I, and <laughs> as you do. But <laughs> that fucking kickboxing, I'm not gonna lie. Like I like to, I'm a, I, I, I pressure and I keep it in close, which is it helps. But yeah. dude, I remember when I fought in the cage. This was at the Starland Ballroom in Jersey. This is like the crowd was like two thousand something like that. Two thousand two and a half thousand, right? It was Jordan. It was billed as Jordan's <clears throat> last amateur fight. I think it was sit one of Sydney's last amateur fights. But we were all on this card, and I'm fighting this guy, and we're in the cage, and we, I we I go like we're my back's against the cage, and he's like coming at me, and he came in with a knee. And the knee hit me in the rib, right on the right side, hit me in the right side on the ribs. And dude, I was like, oh my fucking God. Like it hurt. So I almost went down. It hurt so fucking bad. I'm like, and I'm like, they're against the rope. And I try to throw the two and I'm like, oh, that's not happening. Right. And then I didn't, I was just like, fuck. And I just back threw, to the odd numbers. I just threw my jab and I was like, get the fuck away from me. You know, I was like, fuck Ooh. this guy. <laughs> right. So event, I mean, you know, eventually I would make, I didn't go down and I would make it through it, but dude, it was brutal. Those knees, I, like that shit. Plus two, if you're not used to it and you saw it with, Lat, was it this weekend with the dude that got kicked in the knee, couldn't walk, Smith versus Crute or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and then yep. obviously Weidman. Holy shit, fucking Weidman. 
It's man. crazy the fact that he did that to Silva. Ending. It's only Silva. happened three times ever in the UFC, and two of them happened to be <laughs> with, with a in the same. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But it was really, really cool. So yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always noticed the first thing I noticed when I went to uh, when I started uh, with the MMA and going to Henzo's. Uh, you go in there and wrestlers, like you know, there's breeds. Wrestlers of yeah. a, a, a specific human, a specific yep. breed, right? Agreed. So there's the wrestlers. Then there was the jujitsu guys, which yeah. are another breed, right? More yeah. calm, relaxed. They're easygoing. Most yeah. of them. Now you get to some of these Brazilians; they want to rip your head off, but. For the most part, they're easygoing, very happy, you know, relaxed guys. Yeah. And I, which I enjoyed all of them. The boxers, they were cool guys, you know. Yeah. They like their sport. They're just like kind of like wrestlers, no problem. Then there was the Muay Thai guys. The fucking and they're the craziest motherfuckers I've ever met. They... I stayed away. They would like break each other's nose and then like uh... high five each other because they broke their nose. I'm like, because if you broke my nose, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, man, hell yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? They're psychopaths. Did you? So, oh, dude, they're not like I plus two. I will say this. Like when you're getting checked on the legs, like, like, dude, if you haven't felt there's no that easy shit, way to take it. There's no there, people like, oh, man, why don't you uh, check the kick? I'm like, oh, I don't care if you're checking fuck. it or not because <laughs> yeah. you clearly have never been kicked. That shit. Yeah. Fuck. And it hurts when you kick the person. That's what yeah. people don't realize. It hurts my leg when I kick you. Yeah. That's why I was like, what is you guys are fucking nuts. No matter whether I'm taking it or giving it, it fucking hurts. Those guys. Oh, dude, the way they train their shins. Right. Like their shit. Brutal. Like, you're you, like dude like you see these guys like kick and treat like imagine and yep. this is legit imagine someone they like they swing that shit faster than you swing a baseball bat and it's just as hard like and it weighs um, a lot more yeah and there's a lot more force behind it and you don't see them coming when they'll like go low and then come up top like some of these the guys, guys the guys that can change the angle where you think it's a low kick so you drop your hand uh, it's it's all it's impossible to to like uh counter it's impossible yeah and you leave and like to cat and it's one of those things where it's like you can kind of catch boxing stuff and still stay covered in different areas but to catch the the kicks you have to leave yourself exposed in another area and it's yeah well you fucking pay for it so yeah and like but, we said it hurts even when you kick people and for example chris weidman oh my remember God. he didn't get kicked he kicked him oh dude and like don't let's like like to be honest too like it's not like weidman hadn't trained his shins like obviously he has he's like, a world some, champion former world some, champion and someone broke their leg on his shin before right like another but, world champion <laughs> yeah so this guy is not like his calves aren't made out of <laughs> cinder box it's just bam all it takes is one like that kid, the kid was telling me when he was in Thailand, he was saying how even the 12 year old kids, which a lot of the things when he's over there for the Muay Thai, my guy that I'm, I was working out with last night, he was saying that uh, not only does uh, half these kids have like deformities in their face as kids because there's no refrigeration. So there's no ice. So when you get like a hematoe, they just ride it out and whatever happens, happens. What? So there's disfigurement and uh, the other, of course, the training of the uh, shins. And he was like, literally, it's, you know, it's almost like the science behind it. It's almost like the same thing as cauliflower ear, but on your fucking shit. You oh. just build up, you know, a calcified layer in front of it. And then uh, he said the other thing is, too, how they, you know, life is different over there. The way they respond to death and things like that, right? Yeah. So it's a lot more prevalent. So he was like, literally, you'll see some of these 12-year-old kids get literally knocked the fuck out and they just roll them out the ring onto the floor and in comes the next guys. Yeah. And he goes, and I, I was talking to one 12-year-old. I was like, yeah, so how many fights do you think you have at this point? He was like, eh, 200, 300. 
he was like, holy fuck. He's like, this kid's 12. Yeah. yeah. He's been in two. And it's not like they're wearing headgear or shin pads or. Mm-mm. They're all sharing gloves, too. So they're fucking ringworm city, I bet. <sighs> they I, all have ringworm. Yeah, it's 190 degrees. Yeah. How tall is the dude that you Same trained? size as me. So, so he's, he's like 5'10". So, okay. 5'10". So, was, but was so he must have been like fucking. Was he like Shaquille O'Neal over there oh, yeah. or what? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. He said <laughs> he said they they could sense him from a mile away. He said every time he walked out like the streets, whether it was women, guys, children, people were just grabbing him, trying to hey hey buy this, buy this, medicine, yeah. buy this, buy. Yeah. He's like Jesus Christ. He goes, I felt like the Beatles everywhere I went. There was like a crowd running behind me. I knew I so I remember this too. Like, imagine this. So Thailand's huge in kickboxing, but you know what other countries enormous is? It's the Netherlands. Yeah, like yeah, the, the Netherlands. Dutch so, like, so he was talking about how the difficulties. There's a slim difference between the two, but the one is the Dutch kickboxers use their range so much better. Dude, they love their kickboxing length. a Viking, right? Yeah. Like that's they're what huge, it is. tall men. They're huge, yeah. tall men, and they use their. He was talking about how with Muay Thai. Those guys like to get in a little closer because they drop elbows and knees yeah. and they hurt way more than kicks, right? Yeah. So they kind of get in there with that. He goes, the Dutch guys, that's not their game. Their game is to keep you at bay out just outside of their range or your range, but they can range you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, when the guy's taller and I get one of these Dutch kickboxers that I start to spar with down and like Rami's, he's like, I can't even get inside. He goes, I literally no. just have to tuck my chin down and just start throwing straight, straight punches down the pipe <sighs> and keep moving because I know I'm getting kicked. Yeah. And it's a dude, it's a nightmare and absolute. Yeah, like, it's strange how that little country that's really not known for anything besides prostitution and uh, weed. Right. Produces some of the greatest stand up fighters the world has ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. True. I mean, it is true. But in, one thing that I will say that it like if you can work it, that is effective against the kickboxing guys is that their stance is mandated because of the kicking it's squared up. Right. So, like, if you look at a boxer, they'll have one shoulder pointing towards you. But if you look at the kickboxers, both shoulders are pointing towards you because their front foot, their toe is pointed forward, and mm-hmm. their, their stance is square, right? So Because their, their main weapon, as, as yours is a jab, they're going to teat kick you, which correct. is the worst. Correct. I can't stand – every time I got teat kicked, I wanted to immediately just fight the person, and then I realized that he's going to beat the shit out of me anyway. So Dude, I had is, no recourse. Is there anything worse than like you're trying to walk a guy down and he's letting you walk him down and all of a sudden he just sends a front kick right to your stomach and you're like, oh, you fucking bastard. You and know? It, oh, <laughs> there's nothing like it. I couldn't stand, especially being a wrestler, like my game was pressure. Yeah. So I come at you like a moron. I come at right. you. I got to close the distance. And once yeah. I get my hands on you, I feel comfortable. Right. This motherfucker is like, oh, that's what you want to do. Take one of these to the yeah. solar plex. Yeah, yeah. Dude, oh yeah, and plus too, like you, those guys are so flexible, and like they get, like, could you imagine, like, try, I, you know, the people listening right now, if you could stand up and try and kick, like, you know, pick a mark five feet in the air and try and see if you can kick that with your foot, it's not, not happening, a chance. Not right? A chance. And these guys are able to do it in a split second from any angle, and they're precise with their strike and their hips behind it, and they're waffling you, and not like. Like people think too, like a lot of people, I think they'll see it in movies and stuff. They think you kick and you land with your foot. That's not the case. If you hit and land with your foot, you're breaking. It's going to break foot. that fucker. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. Right? Yo, that's, the, that's the wrong way to do it. They're landing on their shin. If you feel the shin bone, it's, it's not it's, nice. Yeah. It's hard as rock. And theirs is, I mean, 
try throwing thousands and thousands of kicks against like, you know, a specifically hard surface or a bag or whatever. And then Agreed. like they're cinder blocks, man. They're brutal. It's, but, it, yeah. There's levels to that. I remember being in, in uh, Henzo's and Eric being there and all of us. And even like, even like dirty Dan, you see who's great uh, Muay Thai guy. <laughs> I see Dan like kicking the bag. I see other people. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I just hear this noise that sounds way different than everybody else. Oh. And I turn around and I see a what, what's a heavy bag weigh, Matt? Like eighty pounds? No. Uh, so the ones that we would train with, the long ones. Yeah. The long heavies. Hundred twenty. He would he would swing that thing Tough. almost to, all the way up with the kit. I could barely make the thing rock. Uh. This dude's sending it to the. I was like, oh, that's a four time world champ. Yeah. And I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. That's the, the difference. It it went, dude. It it, it like. There'll be times when you'll be just standing there like talking and then you hear like a boom, right? And you're like, oh, fuck it. Whoa, what? Who threw that? You know? Just the like, noise you can tell right away. Yeah. You're like, it's All like right. for the people, for the people to like uh, other people that aren't into fighting to hear like, like the same sound as a guy who hits a, a little shitty dinker back to the pitcher. Yeah. Or when Barry Bonds rips a perfect home run, there's just a different sound. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, like, so uh, a couple weeks ago, Josh Lawler, who was the guest on the, on the main interview show, he is one of those guys that he throws a kick and it's boom, right? His stuff's gotten really tight. He trains with Eric too. So yeah, that's probably why, but of course. okay. So let's, uh, and then the, the kid you were, it's so the kid that was in last night, you had brought up that one of the kids you were training is a Navy SEAL. It's not the Navy SEAL that was in last that you were no, training. No, that kid, okay. that kid is a fucking monster. He's like 6'3, 220 in Shred City. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, and this good. guy's like, this guy's like 5'10, 160. He's uh, now again, this is where I get annoyed because I'm older and it's way harder to stay in shape. Yeah. He takes his shirt off because we we were doing a lot of cardio too, and this fucking kid is city. fucking shredded. I'm uh, like you, little 25 year old cocksucker. I bet he can still fucking eat pizza and wings and beer and still like those lucky fucking strunads. Like he was, did he you? Was, uh, he was he was telling me, which is cool. He had the same experience that every person has. I, I always say this, whether it's wrestling, whether for me it wasn't really wrestling because I was naturally good at it, but right. for like. uh for like uh, just a, if a man's man, right? A guy, you got to be humbled sometimes. Cause like we yeah. always laugh, everybody, everybody thinks they can fight, right? Got to get them manners, bro. Every, let me, t- <laughs> so we were, we were discussing how I was like, yeah, the first time I ever went to Henzo's, I see these older guys rolling around in what looks like pajama karate outfits. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to fuck these dudes up. Yeah. And the guy and, and Rich is like, yeah, we've had wrestlers in here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But, but like, I was pretty good at wrestling. Like you probably have regular, I have kids that say they're wrestlers. They're not wrestlers. Yeah. I go in. And I got choked out 432 times in the first three months. And I walked out of that room every day with my tail down and my head down. And Rich noticed. And Rich came up at one point and was like, you know what makes you uh, a tough person in my eyes? Being able to take that and come back and get better. Yeah. And it's the truth. You know what I mean? Because he's like, you know, people I see come in here and their ego is like, I can't believe that guy must. I'm out of here. Fuck this place. No. Realize that there's levels to shit. Yeah. Take your time. And, you know, you got to work through it. The, those are the truly the guys that succeed or the guys that <clears throat> when they do, they do that, like they'll come in, they see the adversity, but they chase the, like they want the adversity. They want the hill to climb. They want to get better. Like those are the ones that, that, those are the ones that you don't mind working with and you succeed. And then like, Hey man, and the guy's you know, not afraid to lose. Can't be yeah. afraid to lose. But that's the other thing too, is like when you go out there, you have to be willing to like, Hey, get embarrassed. Yeah, dude, and go, there's no shame in going out on your shield that nope. like 
No I, shame I don't at listen all. To, don't listen to those dorks that are like, you got knocked the fuck out. They can like, go yeah, all right, fucking well, I didn't, kill themselves. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see you. I didn't see you have the ball. I tell my wrestlers that all the time, whether you're good, bad, or indifferent. And I tell my guys that all the time. You, there's a reason why in uh, MMA and wrestling, things like that, after what, after what happens, happens on the matter in the ring or whatever it may be, you're friends with that guy after. There's a bond due to Agreed. the fact that he did every all that ridiculous training and horse shit and weight cuts and all the fucking mental torture that you did. Yeah. And I respect, yeah. you got to respect the guy for it. And yeah. he had the balls to go out there one-on-one. And so even and- my shitty wrestlers that go out there and get pinned, I'm like, look, I know you, you think in your head, like you're a pussy and you think it sucks, but I'm giving you all the credit in the world because you know how many people don't have the balls to do what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a million people out there. Like the one thing that they do tell you after you lose a fight, and unfortunately I've obviously heard this, but after you lose a fight, they tell you that only 1% of the population will ever do what you do. Uh Right. So like when you go in there, there is no, like, obviously, you know, there's going to be fear and stuff like that, but that's to be, that's just nerves. But having the courage to do it takes a lot. And that is said, like, you need to know, like there is respect in what you're doing. And also, like, if you're in there, like you're saying, the discipline shows, you know, like if you're in there with another guy who committed to doing this and committed to this as, as a sport, then it is to be respected. And if they respect, 100%. if they respect the sport, then it's fine. You know what I mean? Because like you said, there's or like I was saying, too, but there's never, ever another sport. You know, I don't train my hardest in football. My teammates can pick me up. I, other sports, you don't train hard in wrestling it, or fighting or any combat sport it shows immediately yeah immediately yeah. for sure for sure stamina makes cowards of us all brother that's i true. i agree i mean you know and there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into it people that haven't done it don't know but it is what it like is. i said and like when you tell people the easiest part is to fight they're like that makes no sense you're like <laughs> no you only know what i went through to get to this point that's why <laughs> that's why i always get mad when people are like oh that guy faked an injury because he didn't want to do that fight. I'm like, you fucking at the UFC level too. I'm like, at that level, these guys are they were trying to get professional. Yeah. And oh, you think he just went through a 12 week camp and then a five day insane weight cut to just go? Nah, you know what? I'm scared of him. I don't want to do it. Yeah, get you're so fucking dumb. Also, too, I'll tell everybody this now: the the dream of every fighter out there is to be able to fight and get paid enough that that's your only job. We were talking right? about that with my buddy yesterday because he works a full-time job and he's trying to, you know, bust into the pro scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you think I'm overdoing it? Because he's a laborer. He's out every day. And he's like, you think, he's like, do you think there I is, have the job? At his age, labor? there is no overdoing it. I said, I said, buddy, you just listen to your body. I'm like, and do you have to jog? I said, I hate jogging more than anything on this planet. Yeah, yeah. you got to do it. It's just, yeah. if the, it, everybody else is. Yeah, the road work is, it's unfortunately, it's a must, but... Mm-hmm. it's just Absolutely. Dude, get your fuck get your get like it is you do have to play we say we would say pledge allegiance to the grind and that's what mm-hmm. you have to do you have to have like look in your mind you have to know like every morning i'm doing this every day mm-hmm. I'm do- and eventually it just becomes like you don't want to miss it you want to do yep. it because you see the improvement and things like that and then like you know for wrestling and the military guys they're like the seals and stuff one of their slogans was always embrace the suck oh. embrace the suck guess what Amen, you know brother. it sucks but hey you're out here doing it you know it's there's a brotherhood to be said about it and uh, yeah. you know it's it's I, a fun place to be honestly you're around, but, you're around killers so yeah it's just it's different 
And, it, and like, dude, honestly, is there any other places you would rather be like those guys? Like, you know what I mean? No. Like, no, there's the a mil- there's a million shit jobs you could have out there. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a million mi- miserable jobs you could be sitting at miserable. For and sure. like, you know, like, but if you can find something that you like doing and get paid for it, that's the dream, brother. So, oh, yeah. All right. So let's keep it moving. So uh so like we were saying steve he had some training last night you'll see it when we do we're gonna put another uh full episode video out on the youtube for everyone to see and then we wanted to talk about last weekend there we had we we alluded them a little bit uh previously but i want to talk about the fight so we'll we'll kind of start so i think sabatini right the the philly guy he won right and in dominant fashion my man talk about Talk about an incredible ground game. He just absolutely put on a clinic on this guy. Nice. Legs in, back control, all three periods. Actually, in the third, the guy did a good adjustment. It was much harder for a path to take him down. But the first two periods, it, he blew the doors off this man. Awesome. He looked great. Looked and, that fantastic. The, and that was on the undercard? Uh, that was a prelim, yeah. Okay. Yep. Nice. Good. Awesome. Glad to hear. Good to see you, local Philly guy. For everyone listening out there, you want to support the local Philly guy. Was it Pat Sabatini? Nice. Awesome. Yep. Out of Daniel Gracie's gym and I guess like evolution or mm-hmm. whatever else, but he's down. I there think that's guys. their yeah. partner that they do the striking. Yes. Yeah. They do, yeah. Evolution does the striking. John at evolution does the striking and then Daniel yeah. does the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then let's keep moving up. So we talked a little bit about Weidman. So I'll tell you this, man. And it is, I mean, when he beat Silva before Rockhold got him, Weidman was like the deadliest dude out there. He had great I, wrestling. Yeah. He's yep. tough as a freaking mm-hmm. coffin nail. Like mm-hmm. he was just so badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockle was just too athletic for him. Like too yeah. much of an athlete. Couldn't couldn't. Rockle is Rockle annoys me more than any human on earth <laughs> because he's he's the toughest guy you'll ever meet, and he's the best looking motherfucker in the room too. Like oh, how do you, how do you yeah. get both of those? You fuck. He's a Calvin Klein model and shit. Like. Yeah, must, how is that? Must, you get punched in the face for a living. How can you still have a face nice enough to be a mop? You fucking lucky motherfucker. Yeah, my, I mean, you good know, for him. Good I for mean, him. Some Look of at us me are just me. some of us are just blessed. What can I say? I know, know. <laughs> and it's sure as fucking me. <laughs> Same. Jesus Christ. Same. So okay, so like we said, um, Weidman, uh, the kick heard around the world again with him apparently. Um, so, but did you see uh, the uh, the X ray he put out. Oh no! Was it bad? So what? He, what happened was it broke his tibia and his fibia clean in half. Oh. And if you watch the, if you actually watch the tape, he goes. He doesn't know it at first because all the adrenaline. And when he goes to bring his leg back from the kick and step on it, oh. when he did that, the tibia jabbed out of his cast, oh. the bone. So it went compound on him. So it, yeah, oh. he was showing this stuff on like his Instagram. I was, I almost threw the fuck up. Oh. I was like, that's enough for me. I'm out. Dude, I don't know, man. That stuff, like, to me, I don't know. I feel like I can see some stuff. But, like, I remember, like, when, like, my my kid was being born. Like, I couldn't watch that, you know. And, like, I'm, you know, like, that kind of stuff. It just, you see shit like that and it reaffirms in your mind that women are aliens. uh Because I don't know how you could do that and not just kill yourself, the pain. And then they also bleed for days and don't die. There's nothing else on Earth that does that. You know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. What about, too, like. I always thought like those like like the the like the surgical like doctors and nurses like the people being able to cut people open and like dig in there and mess around and then put it all back like those kind of people that's a special breed too and old I uncle agree. maddie old uncle maddie ain't in that game nah that ain't my that ain't me 
Yeah. And he made one of my closest friends growing up. His older brother is a uh, is the head uh, pick unit nurse at Chop Hospital. So he gets the lucky job of probably seeing babies die on the regular and having to explain to the parents that they lost a child. And I was like, dog, I don't even know how the fuck you could do that day in and day out. And not like I would come home after a week and kill myself. I I wouldn't be able to like live with seeing that. You know what I mean? I was like, you should get you're the one a fuck a baseball player, fuck a football player. You should get ten million dollars a year. Yeah, because there's not many people on the planet that are willing to go in there and do that, you know? Dude, how much would it like legit? How much would it cost for your job to be? A, you have to perform surgery on children. There's no, there's, there's no, pro, no price. Like I don't think no I price. could do it. I don't. No, no I price. couldn't even dream of it. Listen, oh. I never been rich. I never been rich, but I've been poor. I'll stay poor before that. Agreed. Agreed. That's too much. Those people. <laughs> I mean, they got. I love to see their psyche evaluations because they gotta have a fucking screw loose. You know, like Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. Like a pediatrician is one thing, but yeah. like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, surgeries and yeah. you know emergency shit. Oh yeah, not happening. No way. So well, to pre to preface one of your upcoming guests, he was a in the field special operations unit medic. So he's seen and done some wild shit. The guys out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Sean. Yep. Oh my God. He was also oh. a sniper, but he his main job was a medic. So he's Dude. done. He's seen some so wild he's, shit. So guys. he's fuck. He's legit played God in a bat on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. on on the on the on the most intense battlefield with the Dude. most trained humans on the planet. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Jesus Christ, that's the, dude. You got to be sewn up tight for that shit, brother. He said he always said it gave him like real anxiety because he like like every SEAL guy you ever talk to, they always tell you that their teammates were the best guys. Like they suck. Yeah. They always say that I suck. Everybody around me was so good. Yeah. Well, well, you were with them, so you were just as good anyway. But yeah, yeah. He's always like he's always like man. I was always so worried because like the guys around me were they they were the best I've ever seen in my life. Like these are the best of the best, and like if God, it's up to me to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Like if they, if they get back to their, he's like, I know the wife, the kids, obviously they're, they're such a close knit, small community. Yeah. He's like, you know, when we're home, we're all together anyway. So he's like, you know, how do I go back? And they look at me cause they know I'm the one that's, if something happens, I better oh. save that motherfucker. Oh God. Yeah, crazy. Dude, crazy. That's nuts, man. That, and that amount of pressure too. Like the, you have to think like the wives and the children of those people, my God. So crazy. Well, we, well, we were talking about the Chris Weidman fight, so let's keep <laughs> it moving. Uh, to uh, so now we'll talk about Usman Masvidal too. Uh, um, first off, before you jump to that, two quick things. One, Shevchenko would beat the living fuck out of Jake Paul. That's the baddest bitch. On the planet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Agreed. he is out of control. Nunez, Nunez is, is is the goat, but goat. Point five is Shevchenko, who's gone five rounds with her twice in the first fight. I mean, he could have went either way. And Shevchenko's smaller. Yeah. Nunez is bigger. And Shevchenko yeah. is the real deal. Beat the fucking shit out of that poor girl. Jessica Andrade that- had nothing for her. <laughs> That's straight dude. crucifix and then punched her face until she felt like she, it was enough. Oh my God. What a way to go out. Ugh. Dude, that's also tough to watch. Like, to I don't like on- watching cute girls fight. Like, I don't like yeah. broads. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. but cute ones. I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. really like this. Like, N- Nunez, I could see all day. <laughs> yeah. Shevchenko yeah. kind of cute. Her and her sister's even better. Her or little like, sister's a or like a Paige Van Zant, too. You oh, know what I mean? She's like, doing bare knuckle. I'm like, Paige, what is wrong with you? She's, I mean, I mean. Well, I can't but, say that. Her husband's a giant and in Bellator and would probably fucking kill most people. So she's like, what do I care? 
Yeah. But yeah, so but the other one, the other one was I my one wrong, I got everything else right this weekend, except for I thought that uh Xiong Wele was going to trash Rose. And Rose kicked her with the front kick, like we were talking about before, the front kick from hell. And then I lost respect for the girl because she got clearly knocked out and then got up and protested it. Like she didn't get knocked out. People were like tapping her on the shoulder going, look at the big screen. You see you getting knocked out. And she was like, no, I was fine. They were like, oh my God. No, the camera shows you were out. Stop acting like a baby. Just take your fucking licks. And it is what it is. It is what it is. You can't, you know. It I hate is when what, people do that. Hey, man, it is what it is, bro. What are you going to do? That's what I say. Yeah. So, Rose, uh, shout out to Rose. What a what a great win for a girl who is one of those, like I always said, you never judge a book by its cover. And in combat sports, the last thing you ever would do in your life is underestimate your opponent because that's when you get your ass beat. True that. Rose looks like the softest human I have ever seen, <laughs> but yet she is a world champion and one of the yeah. baddest broads on the planet. It's crazy. Yeah. Nice, though. All right. So, okay. Nice. Then we on the Masvidal. So, it's, it, you did. So, if people remember last week on the pop in, it's exactly what Steven said. Uh, Usman just controls it. He just, there's he just, no, he's just on a different level. I, yeah. Masvidal, like I said, is my second favorite fighter of all time. And he's so a great fighter. Him. And he's a great, great fighter. Unbelievable legend in the sport with his backyard brawls at yeah. Kimbo. The, yeah. Where he came from. One of the from. hardest, yeah. realest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, he, he said, I don't know. I walked up to him and I said, say that shit to my face. And Leon Edwards, he he put his hands up. And when he tried to make that stance where I come from, that means you want to hit me. And I ain't going to let that happen. So I hit him with a three piece and a soda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's just he's the best. He is the the the, uh, the, uh, the Askren fight. They were like those punches at the end when he was knocked out. Were they necessary? They were super necessary. (laughs) You were like, what the fuck? (laughs) The guy's the man. Dude, that is, I'll tell you what though, that's one thing that from watching the what you're saying about it being necessary, it is. It's a hundred percent. No, you can't, they, you can't, just like wrestling, don't stop until the ref the whistle blows or something. How many times you've seen a guy think that something happened and they let up and then they get knocked yeah. the fuck out? A million. Keep going times. until that ref pulls you off. Keep dude, going until right? that ref pulls you and off. That's his job. Yeah. And dude, it ain't you, it's not your fault if the ref goes in late. So don't I fucking, agree. you know, like I you're agree. doing they need to do their job. Yeah. But Herb yep. Dean, Big John McCarthy. I mean, those guys knew what they were doing. But. Yep. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Those so, two are the best. All right. So uh, what do we have? Is there any fights or anything coming up this weekend? Sorry, for those who didn't see it, uh, second round knockout. Uh, Usman knocked out Masvidal. Great punch. I mean, the the you hear, you hear, uh, you hear Masvidal's uh, uh, explanation of what happened? Uh, no. What? So he, he obviously Usman's a world-class wrestler. Probably his stand-up isn't quite as polished. Obviously, he has more power, but not as polished as Usman. I mean, as uh, Masvidal. Uh, he said that he was he the way he set it up. He goes, "I give all the credit in the world." A great technique by Usman. He made it look like he was going in for the takedown. So I lowered my hands to block him from the uh, takedown because he's a beast, and he came overhand right and it landed clean. Yep, that's how night, it goes. Night. Yeah, night night. That's how it goes. First time Masvidal's ever been knocked out in his career. I mean, damn. I mean, that guy's shows- thirty-seven years old. Just shows the level Usman's on, but mm-hmm. okay. So then, uh, what do we have this weekend, Steve? Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, no, the one that uh happened last night, our boy Eddie Alvarez back in the ring over in Singapore again. Oh, Philly's finest, the myth, the man, that. the legend. Eddie fought yeah. last night and he lost to oh. the number five ranked dude. I don't know what his fucking name was. I mean, I just don't like watching him fight anymore because he was such a legend that, like, you don't. 
he's one of them that's, hey, do your thing, bud. You love it. You're still competitive, so do your thing. But in my opinion, this is where someone needs to pull him back because he's got he, four he, kids he, and stuff. He can he's, talk, he did, too. Get him on the mic. The dude he, can talk. And he's a smart kid, man. He he a smart kid. He's as old as I am. He's a smart guy where he uh really smart. he put it he didn't buy he, you go I mean he has a huge house. His kid goes there, he's about to start wrestling. His oldest son's gonna wrestle at Council Rock South. Oh nice. But um but he has this huge mansion in Bucks County. Yeah. He has he's smart with his money. He didn't buy any flashy cars, he invested it into all types of shit. So he makes more money outside of the ring by far. He's a great invest. Like he's set up for yeah. life. He did it the right. What are you doing then? You're not fighting for money. You're literally fighting because he because he's a psychopath. Yeah, that's Dude, why we love them. I'll tell you what though. One of the things that made me fall in love with him when he was fighting McGregor and they were at their press conferences and he said to McGregor, he's like, he's <laughs> he's like, yeah, well you're having two you're you're having two kids, but your wife ain't having twins. So what's up with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> because McGregor and I had got legit the question, legit yeah. question. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that but, happen, bud? Yeah, yeah. How's that happen, huh? What's up with that? I was like, oh shit. When he's calling him out, saying that he knocked up his side piece, right? Like, come on, forget about it. So, and he also, I just saw too today that uh, he sold his uh, proper whiskey, so he still oh. has a small stake in it. Guess how much he got out of that? How much? Six hundred million dollars. Proper 12, I believe it's called, right? Yes. I've never yeah. had it, but... I dude, have. I have. It, I mean, there, I, I judge you if you tell me that liquor tastes good because you're a fucking alcoholic. I mean, if I have to take a <laughs> shot, I, I drink whiskey. Yeah. I've never had a straight alcohol that I enjoy. I can't I can't drink whiskey anymore because I got the I got the curse. Turns the blood to vinegar. Yes. I just yes. get, I just I, get I angry. Like that I'm like that with all hard alcohol. So I, I just, yeah, I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. That's what, which is I'll not get, good because yeah. that makes my gut bigger. What the fuck? Yeah. You can't win at all, man. Yeah, it's I'm a thick boy summer. Fuck it. How about it, man? How about it? I'm yeah, a, what I'm do you a, mean though? I'm a king of beers light guy myself. So there you go. Oh yeah. There the boot light. Yeah. <laughs> a little That's king right. light action. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Nice. So then is there anything coming up this weekend or anything like that? I have no idea. I got punched in the head a bunch last night. So the CTE That's is all right. firing on what, all cylinders. Yeah. Right what do now. you you got any plans for this weekend or what? Uh I gotta get fitted for my buddy's wedding, which is always Ooh. fun. And of course, yeah. you have the dudes do it. His wife's ready to kill us all because if we don't yep. have it done by tomorrow, yep. and nobody's done it yet. Yep. Because we're dudes. Yep. So I just got the text and it was like Yep, she's if not, gonna. If, if, she, you, if you guys don't get off. fitted, if you guys don't get fitted by Friday, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna choose violence. We were yeah. like, understood, yeah, understood. Yeah. yeah, the the wives do they don't mess around. They're legit <sighs> no. worse than like hitmen yeah, for the dead. mob. It's yeah. their day, so you stop do fucking it. their shit up. Yeah, they don't. So. They do not mess around. And the bridezilla gimmick is it's 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 terrifying. If anything, mm-hmm. it's real and yes. it's terrifying. Ah, I've, so, been a, I've been in a lot of weddings. Uh, yeah, same. you got to play your role and know what to do. <sighs> do you ever? Do it's you a. Ever. I, I feel more comfortable when another man's trying to blacken my eyes than I do. <laughs> it's some of one of my buddies, loved ones, and just that face of disappointment and disgust because you're the asshole that didn't get your hotel book, and now they got to talk to the oh. hotel and find another room, and yeah, it's never yeah. fun. Dude, did you have you ever had to give a speech at a wedding? Yeah, my brothers and uh, Brandon Hills. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah. B. Yeah, Shout yeah. Out. So I was best man at Brandon's and best man at my brother's. Nice. I did give. I've had to do it three times, and it's. Oh, look at you! You're just a popular motherfucker. Well, aren't you? one was my one was assholes, right? And dude, God so damn it, you this motherfucker. <laughs> so this, uh, this is what I said at assholes. As so, it was he. It was like we. He had co-best men, me and my little brother. And That's the gayest thing ever, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah, he's a pansy. So either way, I that, went up. That I agree. That yeah. I agree. For that moment, I agree because my so, buddy's doing that in this upcoming wedding. There's like two fucking maid of honors, two best men. I'm like, the fuck is this? Fucking pick one. Pick one. Fuck? Make one the make one the bet uh, best man, the other one the head groomsman. That's now, now and now I get it. Girls are different. You might have to do that because girls will ride shit out. Like oh. dudes, get over it. Like you don't gotta. Like I understand. Honestly, girls have to pick two. I, also, also, too, when you're asking someone to be a best man, you're oh, legit it's asking a, it's, them to spend three thousand dollars. Yes, that's what. It, that's to, what they're gonna I'm do. I'm setting up. I'm setting <laughs> the, up your fucking bachelor, bachelor party. party. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. Everything that goes out, I'm taking care of. Yeah. When like at my brother's wedding, I didn't even have a drink because I was like, I'm the guy that has to make sure. I went up to the planner. I'm like, yo, if something goes wrong, don't go to them. Come to me. Like yeah. I'll take care of it. So I had to be sober the whole fucking night. Yeah, that's I was I was not that way. I, I yeah, was, yeah, I only did that for my brother. I didn't do that for Brandon. So, I was very fucked up for Brandon. So all right, so here's how it went at asshole's wedding. So I go up, right? First yeah. off, I had sunglasses on and the suit. So I go up and I have the mic and I say, hold this, and I give it to his wife Nicole to hold the mic. I take the sunglasses off, put them down you know uh, grab the mic again and i'm like you know say like oh my god hey you know it's uh, everything was great and how beautiful did the bride look and everyone's like yeah, yeah. The bride you gotta was do great. the gimmick in the beginning the right? same shtick praise the woman then talk shit to the dude well that well that's what i so then i went into i was like i went and then i started saying and i was like you know i felt terrible standing up there in front of everyone today and the reason is because you know nicole tom's wife looked so beautiful but no one's staring at her. Everyone's just staring at me. Right. And I was like, because I'm like, because I'm it. And I've been it my whole life. Right. I've always been it since I was a kid playing tag. Someone would come up to me, and say, Hey man, you're it. And I look them in the eye and say, they're goddamn right. And then I said, thanks. I've been great. And dropped the mic and left. <laughs> and that was it. So did your dad shoot you at the beginning uh, or at the end? He, he, uh, he loved it. He thought it was hilarious because it was. Yeah, I brought standing ovation, brought the house. Sounds, I'll be honest, sounds fucking awful. Yeah. It was, looking back on it, it could have been better. But like, yeah. I told I told a dope ass story like at, uh, at my brother's. I told the quick story that, you know, our dads were different, right? Yeah. I grew up in a tiny ass apartment. Uh, me and my brother and my cousin had to share a room, blah, blah, blah. So, we're in a room and we had bunk beds and my brother, I was always on the top. My brother was the bottom. He used to snore like a champ. Right. Mm. So I would roll my shitty, dirty socks up when he snored and I would throw him and hit him in his face. Right. Oh. It would wake him up. He'd stop snoring. We keep it moving. Right. Yeah. Well, he, uh, of course caught on. So yeah. he's snoring, wakes up, gets plastered in the face with something, realizes that it's my stinky ass socks. Uh. So he slides the slats out of a bunk bed, like the old school ones, oh, yeah, puts his yeah. feet on it and kicks me in the air. Right. So I do a goddamn <laughs> belly flop from like eight feet up onto the floor. Right. Then we start rumbling. I get up. I try to tackle him. He's beating the shit out of me because he's way bigger and older than me. So he's beating the shit out of me. My dad, who worked his ass off, like, you yeah. know, laborer. 12 he was out for, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got he, done he a 14 this. hour shift. He's just we trying to eat dinner ass. and go to sleep. We have this little ass apartment we grew up in. So he's like, there's nowhere you can't hear anything. I fart anywhere. You, the whole place yeah, smells, right? Yeah. 
So he he comes in, he's like, what the fuck? And me and my brother, this is like 1991. So we're in tidy whiteies, right? My sure. dad goes, who, who started it? And we're like, uh, he, he did, he did, he did. We're yeah, doing the whole yeah, him, yeah. him. My dad goes, okay, come with me. We're like, okay. So he walks us down the steps as we were on the second floor of this apartment thing. Takes us down, opens the door. We go outside. It's the winter, mind you, middle of the winter. We're like, holy fuck, it's freezing, right? We're just in our, our underwear. My dad turns around and goes, when one of you two retards figures out who wants to man up to it, ring the doorbell, shuts the door. So now you got a fucking eight-year-old and a 12-year-old standing in their underwear in the middle of the night in the winter out front of this house. In North Wales, like houses are on top of each other. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck? Why is there two kids in their underwear? Yeah, it was the there. 90s. And then eventually yeah. my dad or my brother, as he always did, talked me into taking the blame. I don't know sure. how. Right. Somehow, you know, I fought it the whole way. And then somehow, I mean, he was the one snoring. He was the one snoring. It's his fault. I would agree with you. I was like, yeah. But somehow he he was like, no, you have to do this. Like, you're the younger one. Dad won't beat you so bad. Like, you got to take this. And I'm like, okay, all right. And I took it. You're making some good points. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. In retrospect, I'm like, motherfucker. eh, It is what it is. I told that story and I could. Everyone's dying except for my pops. He's over there like. Jesus, these fucking stunards. <laughs> what else are you going to tell them? How I used to smack the shit out of you? I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I never said you abused me. I yeah. earned every smack I got. Sure. We all did. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Wow. So nice. All right. So, uh, okay. So we're coming to the top of time here. Uh, Stoops, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens of working perspectives podcast fans before we take off? Uh, never eat yellow snow. Smart. Great advice. That's fantastic advice. Wisdom, baby. Wisdom. That's what I've acquired. Yeah. Wiz, wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Nami. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. All right. So uh, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Steven Steve Cabot. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. Join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and follow us on the Twitter or the Tiki Talk at Working Pee Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email us at Working Perspectives at Gmail. Com. Uh, this has been another episode of the Working Text Podcast. Weekend pop in. Have a great weekend. Stick around for the ad read. All right. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book? but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.